You're listening to the 30th edition of the Bitochen Podcast. We continue in the Madriga Sadam. There's a question. In regards to Shmuel Hanavi, Samuel the Prophet, He said, how can I go? Shaul will hear about it. King Saul will hear about it. What was he referring to? Hashem commanded him to go to Beis Lechem, to the house of Yishai, to the house of Jesse, and to find there, he would find out, it would be David HaMelech, King David, to anoint him. But at the time, Shaul HaMelech, King Saul, was still the king. And so Shmuel was afraid, or so he said, that indeed, if he goes there, King Shaul will try to kill him. So what we see here is that he was afraid, even though Hashem had explicitly commanded him to do so, he was afraid to put himself in a place of danger. Now if it's true what we've been saying, that even a person who's a Russia who trusts in Hashem is surrounded by kindness, so certainly Samuel the prophet should have nothing to fear. He has nothing to be afraid of. He should just have bitachem. Hashem is the one commanding him to do it. Why was he afraid? The truth is over here that we can say as follows. He says an amazing thing, that there are certain things that can affect our bitachen, and he does not say here that which I've heard from Rosh Hashiva, which is that sometimes we have ups and downs in Mitochen, which is absolutely true. Uh, Rav Malchin, in the name, Malchin, in the name of the Gra, also says this pshat, that there are different kufas in a person's life, there are different times a person sometimes has more Mitochen, a person sometimes has less Mitochen. Not always does a person feel that same level. It's something that's totally in the Hergish. It depends on a person's feelings. So not always does a person feel that level of bitachon that he would like. So that's true. However, the altar of Navarik was somebody who always had an, an awesome level of bitachon. He was he had a powerful level of bitachon, and therefore he didn't want to say, he didn't want to understand the psukim that Shmuel Hanavi was missing in bitachon. So instead, he says as follows: This is a very interesting thing. He says that Shmuel didn't want to have bitachon, or he didn't feel like he could have bitachon in this case, or he didn't, he, he didn't have the drive to have bitachon here. Why? And this is what he was saying. The night before, Shmuel, had, Shmuel HaNavi had davened all night long. He had prayed on behalf of Shol HaMelech. He had anointed Shol HaMelech to be the king over Klal Yisrael. So he prayed that Hashem not take away his malchus, not take away his kingship. Hashem called out all night. I'm sorry, he called out to Hashem all night long. He really didn't want that the Malucha should be taken away from Shaul HaMelech. Since Shaul was the chosen one of Hashem. He was the one who had anointed him. He didn't want his actions. The things that he had accomplished, he didn't want it to become bottle, to be lost. We can say that since Shmuel Hanavi, the prophet Samuel, did not wish for the Malucha to be taken away from Shaul, therefore, it was because of that. So he was trying to get out of having to anoint King David. 
because he didn't want to lose what he'd already done. He didn't want that to become nullified. Says the altar, it's not true, it's not really that he was afraid that Shaul HaMelech would kill him. He was a Babi Tachan. He was somebody who had absolute faith in Hashem. He wasn't afraid of places that seemed to be dangerous for any reason. Says the altar, an amazing thing. If you have Bitachan, no such thing as danger, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to be afraid of if you live with Bitachan. The truth is that Shmuel Hanavi did not want to go for a different reason. As we said, because he didn't want to nullify the actions that he'd done previously. He had anointed the king, the first king of the Jewish people. He didn't want that to be lost. This that he said, that how can I go? It'll be dangerous. I can't be Semech on the nace. I can't depend on a miracle. That was just because he was trying to get out of it. He was not, it wasn't because he didn't, he, it wasn't because he couldn't have Bitochen. Because maybe a sin might cause a problem. As we said previously, a sin, a sin does not, uh, or, or needing, a, he says two things. Number one is needing a miracle or having a sin under one's belt, does not really take away from a person's bitachan. I can have bitachan and expect a miracle. I can have bitachan even if I've done something wrong. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu even does chesed as we've seen for Rishayim, as we saw last week. Or last time. A person who trusts in Hashem is always saved. He's always saved whether it's in a place of danger or whether he has a sin. And when he says a place of danger, obviously he means it's a place that requires a miracle for, for one to survive as long as he has bitachon chazak. And Rosh Hashiva mentions the story with Reb Chaim uh, Ibrisk, if I'm not mistaken, that the way that he was able to survive World War II, walking through enemy lines, walking through German lines, was with one thought, which is a similar thought to Bitochen. It's not exactly the same concept, but it's very similar. Einay Mulvadoi. Ketchazer, over and over again. Einay Mulvadoi. Einay Mulvadoi. There is no one besides for Hashem. Nothing can happen in this world unless Hashem wills it. Einay Mulvadoi. Einay Mulvadoi. Chazering that over and over again. Now, an important point that the altar says is that Chazal, our sages, do indeed learn out from here that a person should not place himself in a in a makam sakana, a place of danger. We learn that from here, from from Shmuel Hanavi. It seems that from this very story of Shmuel Hanavi, we learned out adin if he's just trying to get out of it, so then how can they establish a limud? How can you learn out from here a general principle that a person is not allowed to place himself in a place of danger? Okay, what's the idea? He says it's not really a problem. Why? Because if it wasn't the fact that that you can't be semichan an ace, Right, it's very interesting because it's important to point out over here that there are different levels for different people. The author is talking about a person who's botech and saying that yes, you can depend on a miracle. However, ordinary people who don't have this level of bitachin, 
who don't have this unbelievable level of bitachon that whatever person trusts in Hashem for, that, that person gets it. So, ordinary people cannot be Samech HaBitachon. So he's saying that since that's the case for ordinary people, Shmuel was in essence saying that he had lost his powers. Shmuel was saying, I am not holding on the level because of the fact that I have a bias towards Shaul HaMelech. I wish that he would not lose his malucha. I wish he would not lose his kingship. Therefore, I have lost my superpowers, so to speak. And therefore, I'm a regular person. And therefore, I can't be Samech HaNanes. I can't depend on a miracle. But we, what we can deduce from that is that the ordinary person should not place himself into a place of danger. So he's saying, if that wasn't the case, if it was impossible to say that we can't be Samech HaNanes for an ordinary person, So then Shol, I'm sorry, Shmuel Anavi, Samuel the prophet, would not have been able to get out of it. He wouldn't have had an excuse. He can't have an excuse unless it's also an excuse for everyone else, for ordinary people. Generally speaking, for most people, or people in general who don't have this level of bitachin, to put oneself in a place of danger is not permitted. Most people cannot be holding on this great level. Therefore, he lowered himself. That in this circumstance, Shmuel is saying, I am not so great, I am not able to depend on a miracle right now. The truth is, that was just an excuse. Meaning, he really could have. He could have had betachon, and he could have depended on a miracle, but in this circumstance, he didn't want to. Because a person who trusts in Hashem is able, a person who has true betachon, and I would suggest that if you want to work on this betachon, you do it in gradations, work your way up, because you can't jump levels, you can't get to that to that place of a nace, of a miracle, in, in one fell swoop. This is something that requires development. This requires efforts. But a person can get to the level where they trust in Hashem and they can depend on a miracle. And they don't have to worry. They don't have to worry about sins like the Ramban wrote. So that's the first chat that he says. Then he offers us another possibility. Another possibility that we could explain is that when Shmuel he said to Hashem, How could I go? which seems to imply he didn't feel like he was able to, he didn't feel like he could depend on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He wasn't saying, how could I possibly go, as a question. Because the truth is, I can go, even though there's danger, I have Yitachon. The question of how should I go is not, how is it possible, but rather, it's like somebody who's asking, what's the right way to go? In whether he should go with a normal effort, with a normal way of going, just in, you know, is he is it required of him? Should he go this way, which is I just have my bitachin, I don't have to worry because you're going to protect me, and I don't have to worry about any dangers, or should I go with some kind of hishtalus, perhaps perhaps to cover up the fact that you're going to do a miracle for me? It's not that he absolutely thought that he couldn't go in a place of danger. But he was saying, in this situation, what should I do? And when he said, how, should I, how can I do this? It means, how should I do this? Should I do this way or that way? 
There was no question to him that it was possible for him to go there without there being any danger. So Shem responded and said, look, if you're asking this question, if you should do some kind of some kind of efforts, some kind of protection, or you should just go with your bitachon, obviously you're not holding on the highest level of bitachon, and therefore you need to put in some kind of efforts. And this is something that we brought in another place, Maimur Chazal, the statement of our sages. That when Hashem said this particular thing at Mount Sinai, Now this is an awesome, awesome, deep idea that the altar says. It's so important to understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said at Mount Sinai, He said that from the mouth of, of the upper realm, so to speak, no longer comes good and bad. What does that mean? It means that we choose with our choices, through our choice of doing good or doing bad, we choose how the world will interact with us. Good begets good, evil begets evil. Okay? The evil comes on its own, on those who do good, who do evil. Good things come to those who do good. You know, this is something that, in a very, very simple way, you know, if you treat somebody else nicely, they're likely to treat you nicely back. Simple thing. If you treat somebody poorly, they're likely to treat you poorly back. When a person fulfills the Torah, and he has faith in Hashem, such a person becomes, in that moment, despite any of you have, in that moment, when a person is trusting completely in Hashem, he becomes completely righteous. I'm sorry. When a person has bitachin, it makes him into an absolute tzaddik, completely righteous person. Very interesting. Why does bitachin work? Says the altar. This is one understanding. Why does bitachin work? Because when I'm bitach b'shem, when I trust in God completely, without any suffolk in my mind, without any doubts, the result is that I am completely righteous in that moment. And now, what is the result? When a person is righteous, they get good. Good things come to, to good people. When a person fulfills the Torah and he trusts in Hashem, so good things come. I attract goodness to me. What does it mean, I attract it? It means that when I do good, there's a gzera. There's, an, there's a decree in the world that Hashem promises. If you do good, good will come to you. The blessing is that you will hear. The blessings come because you hear. If you listen to HaKadosh Baruch you listen to God, you do His will, you're focused, you do what you're supposed to do, so then the result is good things come to you, the blessings come to you. The curses come to somebody who doesn't listen. Evil things come to those who do evil since he's completely evil. And that's why evil things occur to him. And of course there are gradations and levels in between. There's a tzaddik a person who's righteous but bad things happen and he explains that in a different place. The reason is because that, that person needs to be purified from small things 
He wants to be purified from those small things that he's done wrong. You can have a Russia who's good things come to the evil person because they've done something good. They need to be paid, paid in this world. But generally speaking, when a person does good, good things to him. Good things come to him. When a person does evil, evil things come to him. When a person does bad and he doesn't trust in Hashem, Bad things come to him. That's why the curses come. So see over there, it's actually in Tikkun Amidus. He speaks at length about this idea. But the bottom line is, we have two points here, two ideas here. One is that Shmuel Navi specifically had a specific reason why he wasn't by Tayach. It was because he didn't, have it in himself to, to bring himself to the to bitachon. He was just trying to get out of it. But generally speaking, a person who has absolute bitachon, chesed yisabibenu, he is surrounded by good. Second point is that when a person does good, when a person is a bal bitachon, when a person trusts completely in Hashem, he is considered in Hashem's eyes at that moment as a tzaddik gomer. And good automatically flows to us when we are good. So I want to thank you so much for listening. And I encourage you to keep on listening. Thank you so much.